Welcome to the Barely Living Dread Girls podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And I'm so excited. Uh, I feel like I say that every week. I'm always so excited to be here. I'm like big, big golden retriever energy. I'm like, I'm just happy to be here. But uh, this week we're talking about a movie that is so dear to so many of us. Um, We're going to Horror Hound next month. And I really wanted to cover a movie that had something to do with somebody that was going to be there. Um, And since Mike Flanagan dropped off, my second most excited celebrity is Eli Roth. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to pick something to do with the horror on people. I didn't for next week. That's okay. I totally forgot that that was the theme until I just said it out loud. But... Good theme. We're going to watch Hostel. Yes. Or talk about it. We've already watched it. I thought it was 2006. Uh, might have a weird release date. <laughs> One of us is wrong. Probably me. Um, Who knows? It doesn't. <laughs> so it is written and directed by Eli Roth. It was not his first outing. He had already uh, made Cabin Fever, which I'm sure we'll cover <sighs> I love. at some point. <laughs> because I love that fucking goddamn Always reminds me of Katie. Thanks. Literally <laughs> same, because, but for a different reason. Because me and her and Taylor were watching it one time. And they're all around the campfire, and this guy starts laughing about something, and this girl goes, it's not funny. And she, he goes, yes, it is, you fucking slut. <laughs> so we say that to each other all the time. That is a stay tuned and a half. Oh, um, for sure. But today, we are uh, talking about Hostel, like she said. And uh, if you're not an Eli Roth fan, that's okay. He has a very specific taste. In the same vein of Rob Zombie. Yeah. If you don't like one of his movies, you probably won't like the rest because they have the similar tone. Rob Zombie is all about his hellbilly lifestyle and it gets a little grindhouse and we love it. Eli Roth, also a little grindhousey, but he is all about uh, wow factor. He wants to make you cringe. He wants to make you go, what the fuck? And he wants he, to upset you. Yes. And with, not only with Thor, but with the way things his characters say, the things his characters do. He does it's not like, really kind of want, want to like these people. Yeah, you want what's coming to him to happen sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, at the beginning of this, you really hate Paxton, but then by the end, you're like, man, he's not that bad. He's not that good still. No, but he's still better than the other two. Yes, I agree. To a degree. I wouldn't go back to that girl. I'm a coward. Oh, no. That part was wild. If it was you, yes. 100%. If it was a stranger, I would just sit, like, I'm so, I would pray to whatever and just be like, I'm so sorry. I know. I'm he was so right there. He was almost in the fucking car. But then he's still got it. And then she, anyway, we'll get to that part. So Ahead this, of ourselves. The have... very first thing you see in this movie is presented by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and I literally wrote Eli Roth to himself, probably. I should be presented by QT because then more people think the movie's cool. <laughs> and then they'll know we're friends because <laughs> they love each other. They are so... And I, I see it. You know what I mean? Just like with the way their <coughs> movies are made, I'm like, yeah, of course they'd be friends. You know what's also really crazy and I feel like a horrible horror fan for not knowing this? I didn't know that Greg Nicotero did special effects for Hostel. Yes, the only reason I knew that uh, is because of the kill count. Because James covered it not too yeah, long ago. Yeah, I was watching the credits and I was like, no fucking way. I was like, oh. If you've ever, if you think, oh, Greg Nicotero sounds familiar, it's probably because he did, oh, all of The Walking Dead? A million other things. But that's his, like, everybody's like, oh, shit, The Walking Dead. Yeah, that was his thing. He worked on early, like, Day of the Dead, I think, too. 
Um, and the thing that I, like, immediately came back to my mind was uh, the history of horror, Eli Roth's show, and how, uh, how, like, him and Greg Nicotero during their interviews, they just seem like besties, and I was like, oh, that makes, that makes that so much more fun for me, yes. you know, knowing that they worked on this movie that I love so much that has incredible special effects. Yes. This, yeah. It was Hated exciting. I love it. This movie has a budget. <laughs> and it is, com- every cent of it is on that fucking screen. It's upsetting. There were, Jeff had never seen this, of course. There were two moments where I was like, hey, I'm going to warn you right before this happens. And I'm going to kind of tell you what happens. Because I don't want him to, like, hate horror and think from now on, like, oh, God, what is she getting me into this time? I want him to like horror. And so I did warn him. And we'll get to those scenes. But if you've seen this movie, you probably know which two I'm talking about. She knew them immediately. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a simple plot, especially at the beginning. It's mostly just dude bros being assholes. Um, we do get an Eli Roth cameo right at the beginning. Uh, they're in a, what are they, in Amsterdam in, like, a cafe getting high. Yep. And, just uh, fucking three dudes getting Eli Roth fucked is in the up. background. He gets a little shot. You get to see him. Yeah, they're just getting fucked up, talking about getting pussy as three fucking young 20-soms do. Oli is older. Yeah. He's got a, a daughter. He is at least in his 30s. Yeah. But the rest of them are 20-somethings. Like Paxton and then what Either the in college or fresh out of college. Yeah, Paxton was talking about, like... Josh is the other one. Josh. God, I hate Josh. Oh, God, I hate Josh. I hate Josh so much. I have questions about Josh. I have fan theories about Josh. Mm-hmm. Undercover <coughs> homo? Yes! Closeted. Yes! Got it. That's why Sorry he's... for yelling that loud. I'll cut that down a little. That makes a lot of sense, because when the guy was... There are so many moments that are... I'm like, is he? Is he? Is he? So... Um, one of the first things I wrote is, like, because we, the way we're getting to know these characters <clears throat> is they're backpacking through Europe, they're going to clubs to hit on girls, one of them almost gets in a fight, they get kicked out of a club, and Paxton screaming, huh? yeah, I'm an American, I got rights, <laughs> and, like, this movie, yes, it is a torture porn movie, yes, it is here for the gore. But he could have just written a movie with no substance and nothing. And yes, you could watch this movie and think that. But, like, there is such an undertone of, A, the fear of being an American in foreign places. Because you're so used to one thing. You're so used to, A, having your American rights, things like that. That fear. And then also the outside fear of everyone hating Americans. And that is, like, obviously, like, in your face for this movie. But you... It does. It is trying to say something, and right. I mean, e- even Eli Roth himself has stated, like, no, this is not what he thinks it's like to go to Slovakia. But he just made a movie with in a place that he thought, oh, this could be kind of scary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just think he put he put more effort into it than he had to, because it could have been nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are a lot of nothing, and some of the sequels, Hostel Three, for instance, total crap, total garbage. Second one, banger. Banger, my favorite Bang. one. I like it more than this one. Me too. And those char- <laughs> there are actually characters that I wanted to live. I know. Heather Matarazzo's oh in that. God. Her scene is hard to watch. 
You know, she trained for weeks before production started hanging upside down for like little minutes at a time and like uh, increasing it so that she wouldn't slow down production by having to be hung upside down naked. We love a bad bitch that does her own stunts. She's amazing. So I just think of her in the Princess Diaries. And then I watch that movie and I'm like, no. I know. And then even uh, as uh, sweet, uh, what's her, what's his name? Sister. Um, in Scream, uh, uh, Randy's sister. He, oh, she ends up being yeah, Randy's yeah, sister. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. in that, she's just like a wholesome, like, even meek. in the fifth one, she's just a mom. Yeah. You know, Martha Meek, she's just like, okay, you kids have fun. And then in that, right. and even at the beginning of that movie, she's so, like, timid and childlike, and then, oh shit, there's her tits. <laughs> so uh, yes, right here is where I wrote, is Josh a closeted gay? He is too homophobic. Was that about the train car? Uh, no, even before that, just, or I guess maybe it was the train car. Um, the way he talks about everything, just the uncomfortableness. Oh, it was in the bar when he got into the fight. Like, some guy, like, barely pushed him or something like that. And he's like, don't put your fucking hands on me. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then, yes, in the train car when the one guy who comes back later puts his hand on his leg, the fact that Josh goes out of his way to... Uh, a, leave a girl at the bar who clearly wants to fuck him. Uh, B, ends up leaving his friends for a little while to hang out with that guy, like, to apologize to him or whatever. Left the fuck room that was already paid for. That got so scared. Yeah, literally left a prostitute. And I mean, beautiful. Beautiful. beautiful I mean, she is gorgeous. Uh, She's walked walked up and I was like, um, I'll take, this is already I'll take the spot. Horse, I'll take it. Uh, I'll tip you. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, there's just a lot of things that are like, I don't know if Eli Roth was thinking that in his mind, or if he, it just came out that way because he wanted him to be the came more timid out. character, mm-hmm. um, or if it's something that in the actor's portrayal of it, just his over-the-topness makes you kind of think, well, maybe. Yeah. So sometimes it's the writing and behind the writing, and sometimes it's the casting itself. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Either way. Josh, you're either homophobic or you're closeted and need therapy. Or both. Or both. Um, But yeah, that's like in Night of the Living Dead, the main character was not originally written as a black man, Mm -hmm. but because he is, uh, what is it, Mike Doherty, Uh, a lot of the lines in that movie have racist undertones because it's a bunch of white people and one black man. But he wasn't written that way. Mm -hmm. It just got those undertones because of who was cast in that spot. Right. That's a really good point. Um, back to kind of the storyline here, you were talking about, like, essentially they were out past curfew in Amsterdam, they got locked out of their hostel, people are yelling at them, shut the fuck up, throwing shit at them. This dude named Alex, Alexi, is like, come up to my room, I give you weed and pussy. And he's got, (laughs) uh, he's got, like, a scar from what I assume is, like, a hair lip, and they even fucking mention it later, he's like, I gotta send that guy with a... The thing on his lip, a thank you card. <laughs> Do you though? Because it turns out. So, yes, as Jess was saying, uh, there's two people in the room totally naked, high as fuck, just fucking. I don't know, it's weird. And so Alexi's telling them, oh, you gotta go to Slovakia. Um, the girls just wanna fuck Americans. They, they hear your accent, they fuck you. And he says something Take like, because of the war, there's so many, so much pussy and no men, and it's like, what and war? then you there was no war in Slovakia. <laughs> there was no war in Slovakia. I don't know what you're talking about. 
So that makes me wonder, is that guy really stupid, or is he just so sure that the Americans are that stupid? He's so sure that the... Because, you know, if he's... We find out later, you know, everyone is connected in this whole thing, right? This is all a big setup. the whole village... Yeah. Yes. If like the, the entire village. That is probably how they keep their society running. It's so. Crazy. It's this is a very filthy money village. But I mean, it's obviously super poverty poverty stricken because look at the children. Yeah. There are these children in this village. But that, usually in villages like that, the reason there's somewhat there are people like that that are so poverty stricken is because there is an upper ruling class or a monarch, you know what I mean? Some yeah. kind of dictator or something that has all the money. Yeah. So, um, which is what we assume is happening yeah. here. Whoever's running the dog hunting club or whatever it's called uh, has all the money. And yes, it's a very poor little village. And they are paying everyone off. And We're kind of jumping around, but I assume y'all have seen this movie. Yeah. Or at least know about it. But we are going to go through it like we always do. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump around a lot because this is just... I just know we just know this movie too well, and we assume you do too. It's a it's a staple of the horror community. Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, so we we're past the train, we're past the weird interaction with the guy who's. I do, <laughs> I do like. So yes, there's a weird guy that like sits in their car with them for a little while. He eats with his hands, and he like puts a hand on Josh's leg, on like his thigh, and it really freaks him out. So they kick him out, and at one point. Uh, Paxton goes, Josh just got molested by Edward Salinas. <laughs> and I just really like that. And then Oli, his his thing is, of course my horse. Of course my horse. <laughs> so, so many times. Of course my horse. Another thing, too, is that, like, I love how we get to see the script of it all. Like, we get to see that same sentiment that he said later on the train again and it's coming full circle or you know when we get the next scene is when they're checking into their room at the hostel it's they're going to have roommates and they walk into these women who are like topless changing and they're like oh we're going to the spa you want to you should come and that gets repeated again later so like just seeing that like this whole thing is such a well-oiled well-rehearsed machine how many other times has this happened before? God. Which is a very prescient question that you can ask for next week's episode, too. <laughs> Shut up, Jess. I love that movie. I don't know how we're going to talk about that movie, but... I don't either. <laughs> we'll let you know at the end. So, right. um, back to when she said they were checking into their room in the hostel. This movie is steeped in 2005 American culture. The rooms are semi-private, so you will have roommates. Roommates, huh? That's gay. Yeah. A lot of R-bombs, a lot of bad F-bombs being dropped, a lot of Pulp Fiction was playing in the background. Yes. A lot of homophobia. And yeah, later, even Paxton says, how the fuck are we supposed to understand this movie if there aren't any subtitles? Harkening back to that American culture of just being used to what you're used to and not you know, expecting the world to cater to you. Right. Um, but when they go into their room, there are two women who are naked getting dressed saying, oh, we're going to the spa, you should join us. Jeff immediately goes, ooh, I'd stay in that hostel. And I wrote, babe, no! Jeff. He hadn't seen it yet. Babe, no! 
let's stick to our normal place. I mean, we're not going to get killed there. Here's another one of my points that Josh might be a closeted gay. They go into the spa to beautifully breasted naked women. I mean, some great tits going on here. And all Josh can talk about is his and Oli's penis and how he's circumcised and Oli isn't. Because Oli does, like, wag his penis in his face a little, like, as a joke. But the only thing Josh says in that entire interaction is, oh, yeah, I, I'm circumcised, unlike him. All he can talk about is dick. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many little things that I'm like, honey, it's okay. Oh, honey. I mean, Paxton probably wouldn't be your friend, but you could find friends. He's not a good friend anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Oli pulls, though, because he starts singing with this Russian chick, and it's like, yeah. He is the king he, of the swing. The king of the swing. The king of the swing. <laughs> Oli is like, he's a fucking womanizer, but, like, there's something remotely charming about him. He's, like, kind of funny. I, like, would want to hang out with him. Of course, my horse. Of course, my horse. He's always, like, positive, but, he's like, just smiling. So, yeah, he's got way too much energy, and, yeah. Um, he is a very funny character. I like him a lot. Oli's one of my faves. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he, so he starts singing with this hot Russian chick, and... It's, yeah, cracks me up. So they all go out to a party together. Yeah, they go out to this, like, club. Low-rise jeans everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't miss those days. I will die with my high-rise fucking pants. I will die with them. Imagine you, like, hella overfilled a muffin tin. And when it baked, this is the bottom. This is the top. That's what I would look like <laughs> A spilled over fucking blueberry muffin. <laughs> but damn it, I'd be tasty. I would just look I'm a little. Still a snack. Let me out on that like imperfect foods. <laughs> like, they still taste. They taste the same. It tastes the same. It's just a little fucked but, up to look. <laughs> but yeah, just that 2005 again. Just low rise jeans and crop tops everywhere. Oh my god, fashion. I need my high waisted stuff. I just need high waisted everything. It makes me right. happy. So. so they're making out with these girls. They're giving them, the girls are giving them drugs. They're fucking partying. Oli's dancing with the adorable chick from the uh, front desk of the hostel. Yep. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, yeah, and then oh, at yeah. one point, Josh does step outside. Uh, to get some fresh air. Yes. Because, I mean, he's like, fuck. I'm and, on drugs. Yeah, and this, and, if, and he had, the girl he was with had started smoking a cigarette, and that's, like, one of his things. Which, like, I get it, but, like, again, that's another, that is so normalized in, like, certain parts of Europe and Asia and stuff, where it is so demonized in Western culture now, like, smoking cigarettes specifically, <coughs> that, you know, she just pulls it out and starts smoking, where I immediately thought, yeah, if Jeff was, like, sitting there with that girl and she did that, like, he was with some hot chick, he would get up immediately and walk away. Doesn't, doesn't matter how hot she is. I would probably do the same. Yeah. It get, I mean, cigarettes might give me a headache. But she was though. very sweet about it. She said, is it bothering you? I put it out. And yeah, no, just, she was. But he was just immediately like, oh, she smokes. <laughs> but she was nice about it. But she, He was like, also, internally, should, he was like, ugh. She has tits. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, exactly. Um, I also shouldn't be giving this girl the benefit of the doubt because she's not. She's not the good guy. That'd make you my bitch. That, I love her. Me too. I literally, like, quoted it with her oh while we were watching it. Jeff just started laughing. He was like, I was, like, really? writing it down. Like, oh, but anyways, so Josh steps outside. 
and gets fucking attacked by these savage kids. It's a little candy. Bubble gum. Bubble gum. Bubble gum. And this little kid gang does come back in the second movie in a fantastic way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, they do. Yep. Uh, that ending scene. So, yeah, we'll have to cover Hostel 2 eventually. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so good. <laughs> what third one? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, this little kid gang is terrifying. Uh, and then the guy from the train ends up showing back up and gives him the kid some money, so they go away. And he tells Josh, like, no, you if they want something, you give it to them. They're ruthless. Dangerous, yeah. Very dangerous. Uh, these kids are fucking horrifying. They are tiny and scary. But he saw the uh, the bloodhound tattoo on Edward's salad hands. Bloodhound gang. You and me, baby. Is that them? I think, but I think so. Or did they do, I want to fuck you like an animal? I can't remember. Anyway. I want to fuck, what? I want you like an animal. That's Nine Inch I Nails. Feel, is that? Yes. God, okay. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes. After. Ollie runs off with the front desk girl. Yes. Paxton and Josh are like six feet away from an orgy in the bedroom because uh, they're each fucking oh yeah girls. so yes yeah, so, I mean we do see Josh have sex with a woman that does not mean he's not gay I don't care it doesn't mean he's not gay his face the whole time was just like <laughs> okay it's not the face that I would make but <laughs> <laughs> it might just be his sex face uh <laughs> Uh, so we get this weird little backstory from Paxton around here. Cause Ol- so Oli's missing. They're kind of trying to find him because he just didn't show back up the next morning. And we get this little Pax- Pax story. Pep. Backstory from Paxton. Our Pax story. Our Pax story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's kind of pointless. I get why they did it so that it could come back in the end for thematic resonance or whatever. Uh, but it just comes out of nowhere, um, and he just, he basically says there was a little girl drowning, and he tried to get the lifeguard's attention, but they wouldn't pay attention, and then the little girl was dead, and he felt bad, because, yeah. He could have done more to save that girl. Hey, I agree, Paxton. That story is completely irrelevant. Yes. B, damn well... He would have, if he was the fucking lifeguard, he would have kept flirting with a girl and someone would have drowned as well. Yeah. So, don't act like you're better than anyone, Paxton. Yeah. Put yourself in that scenario and you would have done the same. But yeah. I did, he did go back for that girl, but, you know, whatever. So, we did, uh, we did see this Asian couple who's been staying at this hostel, or not couple, sorry, these two Asian girls staying at this hostel as well. Um, and one of the girls runs up to Paxton and Josh and was like, your friend and my friend, because she has broken English as well, and she's like, she's got a picture on her phone of her and Oli, but it's like not, it's it's weird. They're just like... And then they see a guy wearing Oli's jacket, a very specific orange jacket. They follow him into this museum with the coolest ticketing system of all time, because you get a ticket... And then this guy slides it under the little uh, thing, and then it comes down and chops the ticket. Babe, there is 
a medieval torture museum in Chicago. <gasps> I went to the one in St. Augustine. It's Does the it same company. That? Well, I mean, they have... I'm, I can't remember what the ticketing system was like. That was the rule. <laughs> but the entire thing is all these wax people, like wax sculptures mm-hmm. on and in these devices. Oh, that's so cool. And there's like a little like guide on your phone that you can go to and it'll tell you the story as you like walk through for oh, each one. Oh, that's so cool. We gotta go there. I wanna so, go there. Yeah. I went to the one in St. Augustine, which is like the oldest, what, one of the oldest cities in the country. Probably. But I've never been to the one in Chicago, so. I believe it. I'm smarter <laughs> than I, I won a game that you had to be smart. <laughs> Last week was my birthday. Happy birthday, me. And... We won, uh, or we played a game called Smartass, where it was asking a bunch of trivia-style questions, and Jess whooped everybody's asses. I won the game where you had to be funny, too. Yeah, she did. (laughs) And I did it in a mullet. (laughs) Anyways, so, they're in this really badass medieval torture museum, (laughs) and the guy's just like, this is my fucking jacket. Yes. Uh, after we get, after the girl shows them a picture of her friend and Oli, we cut to her friend in, uh, well, it looks like hell. That's what I would assume. <laughs> um, this industrial looking place and something horrible is probably going to happen to her. But this is one of my favorite edits in the movie or of all time. Because they take this plier thing and they, like, go up to her toe, and they're about to snip it, and it cuts to her friend. Friend clipping, clipping her, toenails. her toenails. I thought it was so funny. Oh, that is a, that's a really good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dude at the front desk is such a fucking dweeb. Yeah. He's just like, um. They checked out. They checked out. I, d- I, d- I don't know. They, he's checked out. <laughs> I don't mind, man. Don't get mad at me. You're on vacation. Yeah. Uh, Chill so, out, man. You're on vacation. <laughs> oh, because, so when he does that, that is when, so the night before, they had been out drinking and they both got drugged, but Paxton inadvertently saved himself by passing out and getting locked in a broom closet. Yes. Uh, when he was trying to find the bathroom, and the next day, Josh isn't there. Uh, and yeah, so Josh, um... He got back to the hostel, and they, like, helped him in, and then, yeah, we just see the front desk lady and some dude outside his room, and then, you know. And if you have, let's say you've never seen this movie, you only know of it as, oh my god, this is the goriest, one of the goriest movies, blah, blah, this is the one that started all the torture porn stuff, all this and saw. Um, and around now, it's like 30, 40 minutes in the movie, and you're like... All I see is a bunch of assholes just being assholes. Saw some titties, some butt cheeks. Here you go. This is right when it starts and it does not fucking stop. And it's not the blood that gets me. Specifically in er, in Josh's scene, it is the chunky yellow puke that is stuck to his stubble in this scene that I can hardly watch it. It gets me every time. And Paxton both vomiting. But, like, Paxton's doesn't, like, I don't know what it is about this one. So, um... Josh wakes up in this torture room. Yeah. Um, and he starts getting drilled all over random places in his body. By Mr. Edward Saladhands himself. I know, right? Shocker. he's like, listen, I wanted to be a doctor, but my hands were really, really unsteady, and so this is what I do. 
I always wanted to be a surgeon. But the boards would not pass me. Can you guess why? And um, so he's torturing the shit out of him, and Paxton does that puking thing, and it is so... It's just... It's the way it sticks to his... I, I can't do it. Anyway. It's uh, really gross. So he's begging him to let him go, and he's like, oh, you want to go? You can go. But right before he uncuffs him, he... This is one of the scenes that I had to warn Jeff about, because this is usually the one that most people talk about. Um, he... He slits both of his Achilles tendons. Worse than the version in Pet Cemetery. Because it's deeper and more graphic, and it's this seat, he stands up, and when he, like, goes to take a step, it, like... You see that, like, open, open yeah. and his whole body just, like, falls. Oh, God, it's disgusting. It's and so he, crazy that one slit... You're done. You're done. You can't walk. You're done. Is that something that can ever be repaired, or is that you can just never walk again? I don't know, actually. Doctors in the audience, chime in. And, yeah, anybody who knows that, doctors, nurses, anybody in the medical field that knows, can your Achilles tendon be repaired if slit like that? Or will you never walk again? <gasps> Never he didn't make that answer. Yeah. I don't want to know. So, like, this is a very extended scene. Uh, it's just very... Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it all day long, but it's just a very gruesome scene. Uh, when he... Pat, or Josh starts screaming, like, please, I'll pay you, I'll pay you whatever <laughs> they're paying you or whatever. And he says, I'm the one paying them. Yeah. And then <laughs> slits his throat. Ugh. Um, but yeah, so Paxton made it back to the hostel in the morning, and he came to see if there were any messages or anything at the front desk, and they were like, oh, I thought you checked out already. Yeah. So, he's like, I didn't fucking check out. So now Josh is missing. Oli's missing. Paxton's shit is at the front desk. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He goes outside to try to get some service to call Josh again and gets his phone stolen by a child, yep. a gang of children, and then he catches one of them and starts choking him. That's a child. That, that is, is a thief! That's a child. That is a child thief. It doesn't deserve to be choked. That child is a murderer. I don't care, it's a child. You're a child, you steal my phone, I'm punching you in the face. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're... Fuck around? Find oh, out. Thanks. Like, you're not gonna punk on me because you're a kid. You're, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Please so, don't think I'm a horrible person. I love her. So, we do eventually get back to... Oh, we never said what the two girls' names are. It's Natalia and Svetlana are the two girls that have been fucking with Paxton and Josh and Oli, basically. Um, so, we... Uh, we cut to them. In well, sorry. Go ahead. Before that, I think it's important to note that when Paxton was talking to the people at the front desk, he's like, well, I need a fucking room. And they're like, no problem. And that's when he goes to yeah. a different room. And like I was saying earlier, yes. the script repeats itself. There are two different girls who say the same thing to him. The same yeah. exact also, thing. Also, naked, getting dressed. Oh, come to the spot. Some weird deja vu. Oh, yeah. But now, sorry. Please continue. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we do get back to Natalia and Svetlana in this... Um, dive bar. Dive bar. <laughs> and they do not look like they did last night. 
You know what I mean? Like they the two times other times that we've or the few other times that we've seen them, they've been very made up, cute clothes, like hair done, just you know, full face makeup, how I do on the podcast. And then we see them in the bar and they look how I do sitting on my couch. <laughs> very tired, bags under the eyes, no makeup. They obviously you know what I mean, they didn't expect they don't, to show up. They don't look unattractive by any no. means they but it's so like funny that they were like i feel like that was the point was to make them i'm like they still look hot they just look tired they just have a they look like they've like yet. partied yeah. a little bit but we've all been there yeah but before that um i also forgot to mention that paxton did try to go to the police and they were just like meh ah sucks man yeah people people just go <laughs> Yeah. They just go places. They just leave their friends. Yep. This is normal here. Like, yep. clearly he, the police were no help. That's why he went to find yes. these girls. And they're kind of saying the same thing. Like, oh, well, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, no, you need to take me to your, my friend. And she said, well, he went to go see a show, an the, art show. An art show. And, um. Exhibit. Yes. So she does take <laughs> him there. And there is a, I had to point this scene out because I love it. There is a man that is walking out of the building, and Paxton talks to him, and he says, what's going on in there, or something like that, and the guy says, you could spend all your money in there. That man is Takashi Miike, who is an amazing Japanese director. I love his movies. He made Ichi the Killer, Ichi the Killer, and future episode, 100% of future episode, Audition. Fucking love that movie. Actually, um, if you watched our super showdown whatever episode where we had a bunch of horror characters fight against each other. I believe um, uh, her, I can't remember her fucking name right now, but her from Audition was in our uh, episode. But th- yes, this is Audition right here, and that is made by Takashi Miike, who is this uh, who That's actually, such a fun little cameo. I love that. And Eli Roth is known for that. In one of, in the second one, the guy that's tearing apart the Russian guy from the second movie is another huge uh, horror director. I think he's a Giallo director. Um, but yeah, and it's funny because he is credited in the movie as Mike Takashi. So it's just his name backwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to point that out because I like him. Hell yeah. He, Eli Roth does that kind of stuff. He'll take little things like that and make little parts for people because it's like... He wants to put his favorite things in his movies. Yeah. It's like those It's not are just his fan favorite. service. It's no. like him service. Yeah, he doesn't like and unless you're a huge fucking horror nerd, you're not going to know Takashi Miike and you're not going to know him walking by in the thing. Right. It's for him. It's so he can be like, "Haha, I got that guy to be in my movie cuz he's my favorite." Right. And I love that. I just love that for him. So, you know, the guy the ticket booth if you will he's like how much he's like for you free Free. and i'm like turn around and go home turn around and go home that's never a good sign turn around and go home nope sorry josh uh like sorry at this point yeah nothing good is happening at this place clearly it's like falling apart abandoned in ruins like factory where they go down a bunch of flights in the elevator and it's like all dark and scary and everyone there is like in black trench coats and like sunglasses and looks he gets to a point there's blood everywhere does he see no i don't think he sees paxton yet or sees josh yet but he sees something fucked up and he's like what the fuck's going on you bitch no that's when he sees josh okay he sees josh Josh, yeah being like flayed open and he's like 
Salad hands is op- like operating on his dead body. He wanted to be a surgeon, and I think it's weird that they chose to have him kill Josh and then fuck around with his dead body. Yeah, because they implied that his throat was cut. Well, you well, wouldn't wanna... you think he'd want to operate on the live yeah. body? Yeah, I didn't think about that till just now. Either way, either way. But yeah, so he's like, "What the fuck is going on, you bitch?" And so Svetlana, <laughs> no, this is Natalia. Isn't Natalia, it? she goes. I got a lot of money for you. And that make you my bitch. <laughs> These guys come and swarm him and he wakes up in a fucking chair and it's scary. With this creepy fucking bald man who's like <gasps> He gets lucky with this guy. He does, but at first it's terrifying because oh, this horrifying. guy is like <gasps> And he like yeah, it's just sure. really gross. Um, poor Paxton. Uh, so yeah, this guy um, starts torturing him. He puts He's... a oh. So first the guy starts he or first Paxton starts speaking him in English, and then the guy he realizes the guy's German. Paxton can speak many language uh, languages because he even proves to Svetlana earlier in the movie. Because they're speaks. talking shit, and he says something, and she says, "Oh, sprechen Sie Deutsch?" Because he speaks Dutch, and he goes, "Yeah, I do." So he understands all the bullshit you've been saying. I want to know, like, what they were I saying. Know. I, that's why Paxton is like, he seems so shitty, but then he's got so many layers to him. Like, he knows so many fucking languages. He's in law school. He says yeah. that later because he says something about taking the bar. Yeah, like. Yeah. This guy is actually, like, not as bad as you think. And then so... He just puts on a good fucking show. <laughs> when he realizes the guy is German, he starts speaking to him in German and pleading. Like, is what I... There are no subtitles. at the. You know what I mean? We're not getting any of the foreign language subtitles. I kind of love it, though. I do, too. I yeah. Because we're just as... We're in the... As every yeah. other American yep. that doesn't understand that language. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I even said that uh, that night. Um... So the guy who's torturing him gets pissed. And now he can understand what he's saying. Fuck. So he goes outside and starts complaining. He's like, the guy, make him shut up. And they put a ball gag on him. And that's when he fucking. So, I mean, wouldn't you? You got a ball gag on. He hears a chainsaw. The guy comes up with a chainsaw. And because he's so scared, just like his friend Josh, he pukes. I would too. I would too, for sure. But because he's got a ball <coughs> gag on, he's choking. So he has to take the ball the gag off, and he like keeps trying to stick his hand in his mouth. It's so weird. This guy like, is so <coughs> weird. Paxton, you can just hear the... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Because he's just like... <laughs> it's so funny. As he's like... <gasps> I wrote... <laughs> this man is a super villain. Darkly hilarious. <laughs> Um, this whole scene is really darkly hilarious. And then I wrote, oh no, my fingies. <laughs> my fingies. Because Paxton gets like three of his fingers and half of his hand cut off. Oof. Uh, which allows him to get his hand out of the cuffs. Yes. And then when uh, Grunty Pigman is... <laughs> run- <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Uh, he has no name, that's it. Is running toward Paxton to kill him. He slips... On the puke. Puke and blood. blood, yeah. And then (laughs) Leatherface faces himself and cuts into his leg, but he cuts it, like, off. Because it lands on (laughs) there. Which allows Paxton to grab a gun and shoot the guy. 
and then when a security guy comes in, he shoots him too. He was really fucking smart for this because Bastin's actually a really smart guy. Because he he listened, and since he speaks German, yeah, he heard what that guy said to the guard to get him yeah. to come in there, yes, to put the ball gag yeah. on. So he You're hollered right. that. So yeah, so that guy came guys immediately. Yeah, the, so the security guard heard the oh, call and thought it was, you know, and so, like, he comes in and Paxton's still in the chair and the guy's dead on the ground and the security guard's like, what? Oh, and before God. you can realize... Chainsaw's still running. Yeah, Paxton turns around and shoots him. Shoots and I was like, like, that was so fucking smart. So that he can get the key to it, because he still got his, his legs, The rest of his locks, yeah. His legs cuffed. Uh, his hands are out. Well... It, his hands are out, but only one is His working. hand and a half. One hand is out, but it is completely... It's insane. out of commission. Yes, it is out of It's out forever. and out. It's gone. Um, he does... Very funny. This is another really dark and funny one. Picks up his fingies. Sir, put those down. Look, he's trying to pick it up like... You're gonna get I don't know which one. It's, like, it's all like trying to pick it up with like... Yeah. <laughs> sir. Uh, <laughs> I said... Your hand is doomed. <laughs> I wrote, oh, so, okay, so he gets into, and the only reason I want to bring this up is because of the movie that just came out last year. He gets into this one area where it's, like, the people getting ready to go torture people, like, they're getting So all, they've got the, um, ape, or the big, um, meat yeah, apron, apron Yeah, apron, yeah, like a rubber and apron and, like, and a, crazy helmets. Yeah, so, and they can choose their weapons and stuff. And so he runs into this guy who assumes he just got done murdering somebody because he, Paxton found, like, a jacket and a glove to put over his hand, which looks so painful. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Before that, though, that's when, um... Oh, yeah. He has to, he hides from the butcher. In a pile of dead bodies. In a pile of dead bodies. And that's when he, like, tries to, the butcher, like, he drops his fingers. And, he, like, the butcher picks them up. And I was like, R.I.P. to your fingies. R.I.P. your fingies. But, yeah, then he hit the butcher with a cleaver to escape. the butcher's, like, throwing body parts into the furnace. So, yeah, R.I.P. your fingies. He then changes this is where we see him go to a dressing room where he changes out of the apron and into yes. this suit that he found and where he puts the glove on. Yes. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, so he does run into this guy who assumes he just got finished murdering or whatever, and he's, like, asking him advice. Only reason I wanted to bring this part up uh, is because <laughs> the guy who is playing the other torture guy or whatever, um, who ends up in the uh, room with Kana... He had paid $50,000 for Kana, mm-hmm. so, which is the Asian girl that we've been following the whole movie. Um, anyway, the only reason I wanted to bring this up is because he is the patriarch of the family in Thanksgiving that just came out last year, which is Eli Roth. Oh, cool. Uh, I still haven't seen it. It's really good. Uh, and he's, so he's in it a lot, and I just, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my god, it's that guy from Hostel. Um, Eli Roth does that kind of stuff. He I love that shit. People. Rob Zombie, Mike Flanagan. Adam Sandler. I love it. Especially if it's, like, people I can, like, I'm like, okay, your character is something. Yeah. So, uh, he does, Paxton gets all the way out, he grabs a gun, he gets all the way to a car, and then he hears poor Kana screaming. And because we got that backstory, that pack story, <laughs> um, he has to go back to save her. And he gets... Pat goes back. And he gets to... Ugh. 
Um, back to Kana, kills what's his name, gets out of there. Because he took a. This is the other gross part. He like the dude had a blowtorch and was taking it to the girl's face, and that's why her eye was hanging out of her head. So Paxton killed the guy. He didn't know what to do, so he took sitting. Little medical scissors. The eyes. It's. Uh, uh, it makes it me is, gag every time I watch it. It is by far the worst scene of the entire movie. Uh, this yellow <coughs> pus starts coming out. It's thick. It's foamy. It's disgusting. I'm done talking about it. Go watch it if you'd like. I'm not putting it in this video. Because I'm not editing that into it. I'm not doing it. YouTube will ban us. Yes, that too. <laughs> But anyways, he so they get out of there. She's pussing from the eye. They, oh, it's real bad. They that was the other scene I warned you about, of course. Um. So uh, they oh yeah, the they stole the car. They stole a car. They're being chased. There's a really good uh, car chase scene. Um, they there's like a roadblock, so they have to like go around it. It's a very tense scene, actually. They get that. They get the truck to move. And then as soon as the truck moves out of their way, they see Natalia, Svetlana, and Alexi all standing there. And he fucking guns it. Runs all three of their asses over. And the only one that lives is Natalia. But then then she gets straight, like, Jeepers Creeper style ran over with the <laughs> by the car chasing them. Yep. Uh, long story short, basically, they get to the uh, train station... Um, oh! Kana gets a look at herself yep. in her reflection, and even though Paxton just risked his life to save you, she jumps in front of the train and kills herself. But because of that, Paxton was able to get away. It caused a scene. The police that were already there looking, because like I said, the police were in on this. Yeah, so the, they're already the there, looking, there for looking for these escapes. All the guys that we saw in that facility like the security guys and the leather jackets are all there looking so yeah it does actually create enough of a disturbance he jumps on the train that's about to leave and gets the fuck out of there so that's cool um and <laughs> and what happens while he's on this train casey he hears uh mr salad fingers himself <laughs> uh <laughs> salad fingers uh, talking about his salad hands, and he's like, oh shit, I know that guy, and so he gets <laughs> off the train at a stop with him, and closes the bathroom that they go in, and then drowns him in the toilet water, and then slits his throat. But there was an alternate ending that I hate, <laughs> that they did not do. <coughs> I think they filmed it, but they didn't put it in, because they knew it was not great. Um, the, uh, the alternate ending sees Paxton kidnapping that guy's daughter and riding on the train away with her. I didn't like that one. Oh, and then we forgot to talk about the kids that come back. The other most brutal scene in the entire movie. Yes, um, when, I love this scene. When they're trying to get away from the, um people chasing them in the car they get these kids to stop the car and then they take these giant rocks and beat these men to death with a, they just gave them a whole bag of candy that was in the car and the little king kid is just sitting at the top just happy about his bubblegum so that's that while this like the other children are beating these dudes heads in with rocks 
I was like, that part to me is always like, ooh. Giant and Casey's rocks. like, oh, it's just a kid. It's just a kid smashing someone's fucking head to a pulp. I still don't think I could choke a child with my bare hands. If a child is trying to hit me with a rock. That's different, though. The child did not have a rock. He was just trying to run away. And he was the single child by himself. And yeah, I, still I wouldn't have choked the child that didn't steal my cell phone. That's true. He was also not the one who stole the cell phone. But I would have choked the one that stole my cell phone if I meant I got it back. <laughs> I'm poor. I can't afford another cell phone. Help me, young poor. Yeah. So uh, that's the end of that. Um, the end. Weird fucking movie. I can't wait to meet Eli Roth. It's gonna be great. <sighs> We're gonna have to tell him about this episode. We love this movie. I'm just gonna take a sticker and slap it on his shirt and be like, "I'm sorry, I just touched you. Let's take this picture, and then I'll be like, you do with that what you will.'" <laughs> they just move on. <laughs> they just announced Juliette Lewis the other day, and I'm very excited. Oh, hell yeah. I love her. Like I said, sad about my plan again, but it's still going to be fucking awesome. Yes. So excited to see the convention center all updated. All yeah. I got a mini crazy. microphone, so we're going to be doing some cute little interviews. So if you see us there, I mean, you know, come up and say hi. Please Please. Do. We love you. Yes. Always. Um, please do that. We can't wait. Um, yeah, so I think next week we are going to be doing um, Triangle from 2009. That was my pick. Uh, go watch it. Please go watch it. Please go watch it. It's free on Shutter and I think on Peacock. Please go watch it because it, the episode's not going to make sense if you don't. I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi as well. That might be how I watched it. Go watch it. It's so good. The episode might it's not got, make sense even if you do watch it. See, so go watch it. It's got <laughs> Melissa George from the uh, Amityville Horror remake, and she's great. And it's got Liam Hemsworth, Thor's brothers in it, and a girl named Heather that disappears 15 minutes into the movie. Go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. But in the meantime, make sure to follow us on all the social medias like Instagram and the TikTok at Barely Living Dreadful. And then you can email us, barelylivingdreadful at gmail.com with comments, questions, concerns, you know, whatever requests. If you like us, just tell us you like us. Uh, and then, of course, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Our subscriber numbers continue to grow, and we love that. And please keep doing that and telling all your friends to do the same. Um, but until next week when we review the fucking enigma that is Triangle. <laughs> Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.